Gems of History Podcast. In the Florence. <laughs> Your words. <laughs> <laughs> just like on like the Venetian, I don't know, a Venetian hill, just getting spooked by assorted by a specter. I always forget that pasta is like made from like flour. Yeah, and stuff just like flour and eggs, right? It's yeah. just you could also make bread with the, these same ingredients. Just need some yeast. I saw a video on TikTok. It was like quick pasta recipe, and it was a guy making his own noodles. How is this quick? This you isn't f- quick at all. Yeah, you see them just like the pasta maker, like the flattener yeah. tool thing, spinning it. Like I don't have an afternoon to devote to this. No, no, no. But I just found out that you can go to Olive Garden and ask them for their cheese graters, and they will give you cheese grate like their cheese graters that they use. So, like fun fact, like to buy, yeah, you can. Oh, you can just buy them from them. Like this one guy went in because he didn't believe it, and they gave him a cheese grater and just thought like, to go box full of cheese to try it with. <laughs> He's like, uh, okay. what? That's amazing. <laughs> I'm actually going there tomorrow. So, well, if you want your own Olive Garden cheese grater, it's pretty cheap looking when he bought it yeah it's kind of cool it's just a job to have, done, you know i love olive garden so much i've only been to olive garden one time in my life oh last time i was there i my entire meal was just the soups and breadsticks and then oh, i took yeah. the entree home for for dinner <laughs> see that's how you ball yeah that's that's how we ball out the other guy the waiter was like and my third bowl of soup was like can i get you uh or he was like um how was the entree tasting? I'm like, not quite sure. Can I have another bowl of soup? <laughs> he looks at me like, all right. Can't argue with that. He's probably just thinking, every freaking day I have to deal with one dude. That was like when me and a group of guys went to Applebee's to do trivia, and we just got water and soda, and they're like, oh, you, you have to order food. You bastard. And so we just left. <laughs> you th- it was Because oh they, they said they, they did that like three weeks in a row. Yeah. And like... No one told them they had to leave. So the first time that I come is the time yeah, that we like, get told get we have here. to leave. So I'm oh. like, well, that was fun, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Water. Well, technically, you're paying for something like sodas. Exactly. Like, we're getting drinks. But the, also, the we took up a table is... of like six. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So fair enough. <laughs> Can't imagine being the waiter being like, great. Do you need another Mountain Dew? <laughs> <laughs> Please, sir. Yeah, we're not getting dollaritas in high school. Like, we're at 18. Oh, was like, oh I thought. Yeah. For whatever reason, I was like, recently? No, no, no. This was, this was like years ago. Yeah. Uh, and I yeah. Said, then that makes sense. Dollar readers are back there, though. So if you want to get lit on Applebee's for really cheap. Dude, I saw like many pictures of receipts. Who knows if they're real on X and like $30 readers. Oh, my God. Between two people. That's just, I hope you got an Uber. I hope the Uber picks you up because they're falling into like bushes. Yeah, you're like, making a mess. Ugh. Speaking of making a mess, welcome to the Gems of History podcast. Well, I guess the Gems of Horror podcast. Ooh, Ooh spooky. Ah. Did you get too drunk on Dollaritas and fall into a bush? Isn't that spooky? That just sounds like an awesome Tuesday. <laughs> quite Tuesday? Friend. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is Tuesday, so. Right. Honestly, read a Tuesday. We can make something like Thursday, read a day, something like that. I could do Thursday because I don't have to work on Fridays, so yeah, that would be go. nice for me. Thursday, Dollarita nights. That would be just. They just can't be good, though. Sounds like that's when we would, no, there's not a chance. No. I don't even know what, like, real tequila looks like. Like, I just, I've never gone to a bar know. and gone, like, 
Give me a. I do. Gross. I do. One day want to live out the meme of like when your seven dollar read is in and Freebird starts playing on the jukebox <laughs> at the Applebee's and then it's a guy with his shirt off. <laughs> I always want to like live out that meme, but I know that I'm never gonna have the courage to actually do it. Oh, that would be amazing. I also see like that same thing, but but then Creed comes yeah. on. <laughs> like that'd be fantastic. Dun, 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 dun. What are we even doing here? Still, I, honestly, yeah. This, we're really, we're gonna read creepy pastas today. Yes, <laughs> that's we, what we're doing here. Yeah, we have a little creepy pasta. I know this is always a a fan favorite. Listening to some some fun stories. It's so fun reading creepy pasta because there's this. I think they're one of the most hit and miss things in the world. Yes, like there's really no in between. There's no average for creepy pasta. It's either written by like a twelve year old with a bunch of spelling errors and makes absolutely no sense, or it's just a masterpiece. Right, or you leave, like we leave this basement thinking, are we going to get murdered? Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, trying to sift through it is the fun part, because you, you get to see the entire breadth of the internet culture <laughs> throughout this, this process. People's brains are very unique. Let's, yes. Let's say that. So, Evan said that he has a really long one. Well, not really long, but long, Hey-o, a long nice. one that we're... <laughs> hey, big day, ooh, big day. That's, that's why he's getting married. Yeah. Um, so he said he's got a longer one. So I'm going to read a couple of short ones, I think, to start us off. And then he's going to read us that one in a bit. But as is tradition, every year, I, I like to write at least one of my own creepypastas to read on, on this, uh, this year episode. What's going on over there? Well, like creepypasta, the pop-ups are unbelievable. Just got one. Surgeon. Surgeon say, this is how to end. Oh, God, I don't even want to finish it. It's, <laughs> that I, could go anywhere. To, to give more reference, there's genitalia that just ah, popped nice. up. So, <laughs> you got the old double Coke can ad. Correct. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that, is, that is the creepiest part of that website. Yes. So I wrote one creepypasta for this, and I'm going to read it to you now. I didn't title it anything. I just put it in my notes app as Magic Story. As heebie-jeebies. So it's called Magic Story. Oh, okay. Magic the Gathering. It's also set in like old-timey Massachusetts, and I was thinking about like rewatching The Witch so I could try and do mm. the, the dialect, but there's no chance that I'm doing that. So, Do you have any, before we dive into this, and it's spooky season, do you have any recent scary movies that Ooh, you've watched that you'd recommend? Good call. I was actually going to ask you that exact question, and I completely forgot. Oh. Um, it's not technically a scary movie. It's more of like a sci-fi thriller. Mm-hmm. It's called Annihilation. Oh. It's got Natalie Portman in it. Sold. Um, I just watched that recently. I think it came out in 2018, I want to say. Um, but yeah, it's a really cool sci-fi, like trippy sci-fi movie. It's Ooh. got some really horrifying imagery in it, though, that like pops up out of nowhere mm-hmm. because the whole thing is about the planet mutating. And so there's really eerie and existential parts in it, I think, that some people will find horrific and for good reason. So I thought that was really good. I also Annihilation. just Annihilation. Okay. I also just watched yesterday. It's called Rec, R E C, like record. Okay. And it's a Spanish movie and it's got an American remake of it called Quarantine, but mm. it's basically a found footage movie where this amateur crew go like this woman and her cameraman go and follow these firefighters on a nightly trip just to see what they do they get called to this building where 
they get quarantined inside because something's going on. It's pretty solid. Interesting. I, okay. Because I was looking for a ho- good horror movie that I'd never seen. That was on like all of the lists I read. So watch that yesterday. It's free on Amazon Prime right now. So if you want to watch that. Yeah. Been looking for recommendations. I Yesterday we watched, it was called The Offering. Okay. It was it was the most like fine scary movie I think I've ever watched. Like, did it come out this year? I th- think this year, or last year. But it, it there were a few points where it was just like that classic scary movie that doesn't like they didn't like wrap everything up or they didn't uh, really explain everything. Yeah, it's basically about a demon that does demon things. I won't spoil anything in case you do want to watch it, but it's very fine. Okay, there's one that just came out that I saw. Uh, an Instagram reel review of, and it's called When Evil Lurks. It's another, it's an Argentinian film. Oh. And the guy that <clears throat> saw it said that it was more disturbing for him than Martyrs, which is the most disturbing movie that I've ever watched that I don't ever think I need to watch again. Mm-hmm. It's like one of those one and done kind of movies. So I'm very interested because I want to go see that. And it's only playing at the AMC downtown. So I might go check that out. Sure. Because it sounds pretty awesome. It's a possession movie. I just watched the trailer last night. Looks pretty good. So I just can never get into the uh, like the disturbing, like I know seeing like someone's like neck crack. Sure, but they like show it, show it. Yeah. So he said that just no, like going into it that it's intense. So he said the caption on the real was the meanest horror movie that I've ever seen. The so, meanest. That's funny. I don't know if that qualifies it in any way for you, but sure. Did you watch um have you seen Barbarian? Yeah. Is it really good? I liked it a lot. Gotcha. There's a lot of people that say that the first half is like amazing and the second half isn't that good. Oh. I thought the whole thing was good. It's it is two pretty much separate movies for the first to the second half. No. Oh. But I thought both halves were really good and it's really fun. So it's very creepy. Because I saw that was on Huluween as well. Okay. I would recommend watching that one. It just know going into it that you're in for a roller coaster of a movie. Perfect. Love it. Is there any other ones that you've watched recently? Or just that one? No, just the one. Watched Hocus Pocus. That's always a classic. That's always one of my favorites. You got to. I mean. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, movies out of the way. Let us know what you guys are watching. Because I'm always looking for horror movies to watch. We're having a... I'm having a horror movie night this upcoming weekend. But after... It'll be the weekend before this comes out but Spooky. yeah we're gonna watch one it's called his house on netflix and apparently it's really good so i'm excited for that nice and i'm also showing some people the exorcist for the first time because they've never seen it so. the og yeah oh god Have i've you? never seen it i don't know it's one of those like after i watched the um jeffrey dahmer biopic that's exorcist three. Oh, i think i haven't watched that yet so regardless <laughs> yeah i'll leave that i think that one might get me too much it's so good ah but anyways that's one of like the few movies that i actually own on dvd so I, on, on a, dig, a digital on visual disc physical wow. copy yes holy cow i know look at me going back to the stone age yeah grandpa all right let's read some creepy fosters <laughs> so this is magic story written by yours truly 1692 Salem, Massachusetts. The town has been in a frenzy for months now. I arrived after the first symptoms started showing in the girls. I've been a witch finder before, but this case has been unlike anything I've seen before. Luckily, I've had the help from Reverend Paris, whose own daughters were the origins of the afflicted. We had completed another trial earlier this week, our third in the past fortnight. 
Tonight, he has invited me to his residence for a meal as a short reprieve from our work. When I arrived, things seemed almost cheerful amidst the hysteria in the town. The reverend's seat at the head of the long wooden table was already set with a bounty of meat and bread that was to be shared with the rest of the family and with me. Of course, we said grace, thanking our Lord for his sustenance in such a time of want. I admit, I gorged myself a bit. Meals have been scant for a time, just meager bread every day with meat a few times in the week. Boiled vegetables maintained a majority of the families living in Salem at the time. But never have I felt so immobilized by indulging in a feast as I did this night. I had to apologize as I stood to excuse myself from the Paris home. The good reverend offered his assistance, but I waved him away and once again expressed my gratitude and my embarrassment at my behavior. All I remember is the few steps I was able to take towards the door before my vision started to spin and I collapsed to the floor. When I regained my wits, I was on a bed in the Paris home. Unsure of what was happening, I attempted to wipe my eyes to clear my foggy gaze. I say attempted because I couldn't move my hands. However, when I looked, there were no physical restraints evident through which I was being held. Anxious thoughts began to creep into my mind. I attempted to remain calm until just out of the glow of the candlelight, I saw someone approach. It was Reverend Paris. At first I felt relieved, but then I noticed it. The garments he was wearing, they were... Well, they were different than anything I've ever seen him wear. He normally had on his cassock and his gown, but now he was wearing what appeared to be some sort of tailcoat. Upon his head sat a black cap. It looked like an upside-down bucket with a brim on it. It had a white ribbon around the base of it. This was odd attire for a man of the cloth. It was too fanciful. The vest he wore underneath his coat was adorned with shining buttons reflective in the candle's flames. Hello there, dearest witch-hunting companion. Fret not, lest ye harm yourself in your struggles. Reverend Paris spoke softly to me. Ah, Reverend, what has happened to me? Why are my limbs unable to move as though restrained? I asked. He grinned at me slyly and spoke again, ignoring my questions. You have been of great service to our village and to me. We have put nigh a dozen women into chains. But alas, they are not guilty of consorting with the devil. They know not of true magic. My feelings turned from anxiety into fear. Had I been in the service of a man who had ill intent behind his deeds? I did not desire to have innocent blood stains on my soul. What do you speak of? If these women are not guilty, why dost thou confine them? What is this true magic of which you speak? I stammered. As I asked, the reverend pulled out a book from behind his back. It was old, with pages looking as though they could be torn by a slight breeze. His smile grew even larger. Oh, child, I shall allow thee to bear witness to the true powers of darkness. It already holds you hostage to my whims with unseen bonds. Which as those women are not? Few are capable of wielding the power that I contain, much less the fop-doodles of this village. Thou shalt experience the terror of genuine magic. I was struck in a frozen state of bewilderment. Reverend Paris flipped through his tome and approached me. Each step towards my bedside instilled me with more primal terror. Genuine magic from the source of all evil? How could I escape? Reverend Paris loomed over me. He reached down towards my head and whispered something in a tongue I couldn't understand. Quid post orum, 
As these words slithered from his mouth, I felt his hand brush behind my ear. I could do nothing to forbid his approaches. When he pulled his hand back, he grinned at me. Held between his fingers was... A coin? Where did that come from? Behold! Dost thou have a coin behind thy ear? Aha! True power from such fantastic tricks, Reverend Paris gaily shouted. I was dumbfounded. There was no time to think before more whispers came from the Reverend. Apirium Ostum. Suddenly, I felt my mouth lock in a wide, open, gaping position. The lump in my throat that I believed was due to my terror began to wriggle. Reverend Paris stuck his hand, adorned with a white glove, into the chasm of my mouth. I felt him grab hold of something. He quickly retracted his hand, and with it, I felt the lump in my throat pulling out. To my utter horror, the Reverend pulled a rag out. But it was not just a single rag, rather an endless chain of them, varying in color and all knotted together at the ends. He pulled and pulled until there had to be enough of them for every family in the village to have one. Art thou not amazed at my powers? True devilry! Now it is time for the final show of pure wickedness! Please, would thou not allow me clemency? I am simply a tool of the Lord seeking to aid this community. I will speak nothing of what I have seen, I pleaded. But it fell upon the ear of the deaf. The reverend removed his cap and placed it upon my stomach. Labesculus ex patassum, the reverend whispered, extolling powers for his unseen last evil deed. As the words left his lips, I felt a searing pain from within my body. Slowly, the clawing became more and more unbearable until he finally removed the cap from my abdomen to reveal, to my horror, a bunny. A rabbit had gnawed its way through the core of my body and into the outside world. Its pure white fur now stained a deep red from as it, it zoomed itself from the meat that was once the inner parts of me. It looked at me with innocent eyes, merely a tool of its true master. With fading gasps, I turned my head to see the reverend holding his cap as he extended one foot backwards, bowing deeply. He rose again, and as my final moments approached, all I could hear was one final evil word. Alakazam! As my spirit was given up, the reverend's devilish laughter filled the room. I suppose that witchcraft is real, but it hides itself within the un unexpected, sometimes even the righteous. That was good. <laughs> bravo, bravo. Snaps for that. Thank you. That was tremendous. I don't... So, the story behind... I wrote that a while ago. We had a conversation on here. This was probably like two months ago, where we made a joke about like witches back in the day being just like magicians nowadays oh sure <laughs> so that i wrote that <laughs> i was like yeah that seems like a fun idea for a story that is honestly pretty incredible that was really well done thank you <laughs> i looked up like the legitimate latin phrases for like coin behind the ear or whatever yeah yeah it was funny that is tremendous honestly like at first i thought is this when you described him like he had a bucket hat like or something like that yeah like, where is he going with this one? I was trying to describe, like, the typical, like, dollar store magician outfit without it making perfect. it obvious. So, so yeah. That was it, was, it was, quite frankly, amazing. Thank you. But can you imagine? <laughs> can you yeah, like, how terrifying that would actually be if they yeah. were just using it to kill people? If just a freaking bunny comes out of your stomach? Yeah. Very, very, very terrifying. Honestly, I think the scariest part for me was, like, him pulling the rags out of your mouth. Like, that would be so weird. Enough for the entire village. <laughs> Yeah, but it's just like, okay, this is just a, a party trick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, good one. Can we move on? Thanks, buddy. Yeah. 
Oh, wow. Well, thank you, Jacob. That oh, was yes. fantastic. Oh, boy, what a time. I'm sweating after that. <laughs> yeah, that was a performance <laughs> of a lifetime. I was getting into it. Yeah. Uh, do you want me to go next? Uh, sure. Actually, here, I'll read uh, an email that we got sent first. It's, it's short. Ooh. And then we can get to you. Okay, so this is sent in by a listener. Uh, it's a very short story. They just said it as listener story. It doesn't have a name. So it starts. Imagine, if you will, not that. (laughs) (laughs) Now it begins. Imagine, if you will, being asleep and then hearing something that shouldn't be there. Logically, physically, this noise should not exist where it does. And yet there's no denying its existence. This didn't happen to me personally. Rather, this happened to my aunt and uncle when they were kids, living in my now deceased grandfather's house. In the living room, there was a pull-out couch that my aunt and uncle were sleeping on. At some point in the middle of the night, they heard something. The far end of the couch was just outside the entrance-slash-exit of the kitchen, which is where one would enter the kitchen if they were coming up from the basement. They were awoken by a noise. It's pitch black, dead quiet in the house, except for what sounds like footsteps. But not from upstairs, where someone could just be using the restroom. No. These steps are coming from the basement. Suddenly, there was a pounding on the basement steps as if someone was running, and without hesitation, the door to the basement slammed open from the inside as if someone were rushing up the stairs into the kitchen. At this point, my aunt bolted upstairs and my uncle hid in the portion of the couch where the pullout mattress folds in until morning. (laughs) I would too. (laughs) Can't say I blame you. That is straight out of a cartoon. Right? Like I can imagine Scooby-Doo just jumping into the (laughs) fold-out, folding it back up and putting the cushions on top of it. And then the whole couch is shaking. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, It's short, sweet, and terrifying. Lying on the couch sleeping only to hear loud footsteps coming up from the basement stairs where absolutely no one should be, flinging an obviously closed door open. Fuck that. (laughs) Zoinks. Like, that's so cheap that ghosts can open doors. Right. And be invisible. Come on, bro. I was thinking about that the entire time watching a scary movie last night. It's such cheating that they can just be invisible. Right. That's too far. It's just... Give us a chance, bro. Like, what if I want to see you and be friends, huh? How am right. I supposed to do that? How it's am very, I supposed to dap you up, bro? It's very presum- presumptive that they just, you know, immediately go to haunting yeah. humans. Like, just be boys. I didn't do anything. Like, NFL red zones on. Like, it's <laughs> I'm just, just here, bro. Yeah. I got. I just got a 30 rack. <clears throat> Come on. 30 rack and natty ice, you in? <laughs> Let's go, bro. All right, Evan. What do you have to chill these bones of mine? So, we have... A creepypasta titled Snapping Branches. This was written by Yahoo Wahoo on creepypasta.com. Thank you, Yahoo Wahoo. <laughs> Yahoo Wahoo. Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't like people much, and due to a slew of personal reasons, most people don't like me either. Hey, gang gang, brother. Gang gang. <laughs> to punctuate exactly how much I don't like being around others, I just recently purchased a new house so completely out of the way that my nearest neighbor is at least a mile and a half from me. That's right. Just me and nothing but the animals and trees in all directions. This is setting up to be strangers. Now, a lot of people would call me crazy for living out here like this. If some disaster were to happen, I'd pretty much be screwed, I know. But I'm at a point in my life where I don't think I care much about that. Well, I thought I did it. I'm such a fool. 
Having left the town I previously lived in at about 7 in the morning, it was at least midday by the time I had finally hauled my beat-up truck and the few possessions I own up the curving path to my new abode. Like a monstrous serpent of earth and gravel cut right through the dense pine forest, this driveway was about a third of a mile long in in itself, and full of so many rocks and potholes I was sure I'd get stuck. But due to some miraculous stroke of luck, I managed to avoid having to call a tow company. The trees and greenery finally fell away to reveal a clearing with a modestly sized cabin near its center. I stepped out of my pickup, slamming the door behind me and causing a few birds to scatter from their nearby hiding spots among the thick and tangled pine trees. With gravel crunching underfoot, I walked around to the back of the truck and began unloading. Now, I said I didn't have many possessions. This is true. Regardless of this fact, it still took me about six hours getting it all unloaded. The furniture was the hardest part. Damn near broke my back dealing with the armchair. But like I said, I don't do company well, and this includes people for moving assistance. That would suck. <laughs> Having to... In a foresty cabin? Yeah, like all by yourself. Sucks. Nope. I groaned aloud as I stretched a bit, wiping sweat from my brow as I cast my gaze up toward the setting sun. It was a loud cracking sound that echoed deep from the woods. Must have been loud as hell because it was plenty audible even at such a far distance. Damn serious tree branch right there, I said to myself as I looked in the direction it had seemingly come from. The forest was so dense that visibility fell off at around 50 feet, being replaced with gnarled branches and darkness. Didn't help that the sun was halfway down, causing eerie-looking shadows to stretch across the lawn toward my house. Regardless of all this, I focused my gaze on the spot intently. A deer? Bear, maybe? At some point, I realized I'd been holding my breath for some silly reason, letting out a long exhale. Just when I was turning towards the steps that lead to my front porch, I heard it again. Another resounding snap that sprang from the dark of the woods. I whirled around to face it, but again, nothing was there. Jumping at damn twigs now, I asked myself, chuckling as I finally peel my gaze from the forest and walk into the cabin, shutting the ornately carved wooden door behind me. Standing in the entryway, I looked around my new home with a grin. It really was a nice place. It had that old rustic feel to it that resonated with all the classic mountain home vibes I had been searching for. It had even been given some pretty modern appliances, had some nice motion floodlights on the outside as well. And I got it all for it was practically a steal. That's the, that, that's the kicker. You never want that. You're like, man, what's this? 18 bedrooms, six, yeah. <laughs> six bath, multi, like thousand square, 2000 square foot mansion, but no, a thousand acre mansion doing for 200 grand. Wow. Man, this huge house in the middle of Amityville. Wow. Crazy. Why is it so cheap? Right. I'm going to have to pick up the Amityville newspaper, see what the lo- What's latest happening around was. here <laughs> in Salem, Massachusetts, <laughs> of all places. <laughs> Admittedly, I didn't feel like unpacking too much after all that heavy lifting, so the majority of my possessions would remain in this room for now, standing up against the wall in neat stacks. I slipped my work boots off and moved on into the kitchen to make myself some dinner. Well, dinner being a couple cups of ramen noodles and a beer. Honestly, not bad. I realized with a groan that I'd have to go into town for some groceries. 
eventually. I went ahead and unpacked the TV in an old rocking chair, setting both objects down in my new living room so I could watch one of the many shitty B-movies I brought with me. <laughs> like... Like the Jerry Seinfeld B movie, or like, yeah, because <laughs> that is not a shitty movie. Yeah, Don't you dare talk mess. I was a sucker for goofy horror stuff. I threw open the window next to me for some of that cool air and started digging into my ramen. This man's just living. This is literally my life. <laughs> like, <laughs> except I don't live in the mountains. Yeah. I felt like I just about jumped out of my damn clothes when I heard it. Another snapping branch in the woods, but this one was... Closer? Yes, it was definitely closer. I settled back down in my chair, but my eyes were once again glued to the forest. Why was this setting me off? The damn woods were full of animals and sticks. It wasn't weird to hear a few snap now and then. Regardless of my attempts at telling myself how ridiculous I was being, I still gazed out the window. It was darker out there now, so I was even less likely to see anything. It was then that I realized just how quiet it was. Not counting the loud fucking branches, I mean. (laughs) Not a bird call to be heard. Maybe they were sleeping, I thought. But why hadn't there been any crickets chirping? I started to feel a headache build up the back of my skull. Sweat on my brow despite the cool air blowing in through the window. Okay, enough of that then. It said aloud as I got up from my chair with a grunt, promptly shutting and latching the window. I'd started to wish that I had brought curtains with me. Figured I wouldn't need any this far away from... I'd started to wish that I had brought curtains with me. Figured I wouldn't need any this far away from anyone else. But now, I felt exposed. Vulnerable, even. But the old twenty-two rifle I brought up here with me did provide a bit of comfort. Yeah, shoot the shoot the sticks. Shoot, shoot net twigs. <laughs> I also like imagining this guy like ah, I can just hang out hang open robe at the windows in the oh. front of the house anytime. Yeah, he's the naked man from Friends. Oh yeah. <laughs> I started back on my meal that had begun to cool. Guess I'd been looking out that window for longer than I thought. Sometime later I cleaned up and gone down the hall to my bedroom. It was about 10 p.m. now, and a glance out the window showed only an ocean of blackness. It was one of those moonless, starless nights that made you feel like you were in outer space. By now, my headache had grown considerably, and I felt like I needed the help of my medication to get any meaningful sleep. Yeah, the meds are related to my issues regarding other people. Gulping a sleeping pill, I climbed on into the bed this cabin had also come with. That's disgusting. (laughs) That is gross. That is so gross. (laughs) The mattress was surprisingly a lot more comfortable than I thought it'd be, too. Wouldn't be long before I'd drift off into another one of those long, dreamless sleeps I was so used to these days. Not long till I finally got some crack. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, I brought a block of crack with me. (laughs) You ain't even... I'm sorry, that's not how it is written. (laughs) But I just couldn't, I couldn't help myself. About time I get some crack, bro. I just can't wait to fall asleep until crack. I can't wait. I can't believe I'm hearing all these noises. I just, I just smoked a bunch of crack. Oh, I'm getting a little freaked out. I need my, I need my prescription crack. I just took a sleeping pill mixed with some crack. Some mountain lean. Oh my God. Up I sat, looking around left and right, but what greeted me wasn't the cozy walls of my bedroom. In all directions stretched nothing but dark, 
silent woods. If it hadn't been for the lantern, I wouldn't be able to see anything. But where did this lantern even come from? Snap! Stabbing through the nothingness like a knife was that damn noise again. I didn't know what to do. Panic had begun to grip my insides like I was choking on freezing water. I had to get out of here. I had to run. No, damn it, no. I let out as I began my frenzied dash through the forest. Branches reached out from all sides like skinny, clawed hands ripping my clothes and skin. I couldn't even begin to care about my physical state at the time. I knew I just had to get out of there. Behind me, another one of those god-awful snapping sounds chased me from the dark as it drew closer. What? What was even out there? Damn it, what was it? My head felt like it was going to burst and was absolutely covered in scrapes and cuts. I almost fell and split my skull open on a rock I didn't see, but caught myself at the last moment. Like you. Like, you, you tripped and fell on a log. I tripped and fell on a log. <laughs> I was not on crack. <laughs> it's just good old, good old fashioned Miller Lite, baby. <laughs> the noises were increasing in frequency and volume, I realized. It was getting closer. Tears stung my eyes as I cried out into the darkness, as if this would stave off the futility of my situation. But just when I thought all hope was lost, I broke free from the woods into a familiar clearing. Yes! Yes! I yelled. I'd made it home. I just have to get inside. Just have to... What I see in the clearing isn't my house. With the dim light my lantern provides, I see a tree. A massive tree. The trunk stretches high into the sky, and its many leafless branches look like the arms of some sort of colossal upside-down insect, its twisted legs attempting to pluck the very moon from the sky. I'm transfixed by the sight, absolutely dumbfounded. The horrible sound from mere feet behind me had pulled my mind back into focus, but I know it's pointless to run now. I stand there, rooted to the ground just like the tree before me. I didn't want to see what it is, like the mere sight of it will cause me harm. I refuse to turn around. I just want it to be over with. Clenching my hands into fists, I shut my eyes tightly, waiting for the white-hot pain of an early death to tear through me. Then I woke up, drenched in sweat. I opened my eyes to see the ceiling in my room. God damn, I'd said with a croak as I practically threw the sheets off of me. Rolling out of bed, I staggered into the kitchen to pour myself a glass of ice water. It felt so good, soothing my raw vocal cords. Had I been screaming in my sleep too? Those meds were supposed to keep that from happening, I thought as I rubbed my hand down my face. And why did that dream feel so real? That tree? I felt like I'd seen it before. It finally dawned on me after a few minutes of silent contemplation. I turned toward the back door, opening it after more hesitance than I probably needed. The backyard was expansive, surrounded by woods on all sides except the one facing my house. A few small trees dotted the lawn here and there, but smack dab at its center was a gigantic tree stump. The thing had to be at least 10 or 11 feet wide by my count. I'd seen this in one of the pictures that had been advertised for the house on the website I found it on. Apparently, most of the wood that made up my cabin came from this thing. I walked across the lawn, letting the cool morning air soothe my still, very warm body, till I stopped a few feet away from the stump, looking down at it. Well, 
This stump was certainly a lot more dead than the tree in my nightmare, but the width of it seemed spot on. Having such a god-awful dream on the first night in my dream home seemed par for the course with my luck. I turned and trudged my way back inside, but not before taking one last look at the woods toward the very back of my yard. It was midday after an uneventful morning pass, and I decided that maybe I would just bite the bullet and head into town for those groceries and curtains. The whole way there, I just kept looking into the woods on either side of my path, and when I rolled over a branch, the snapping noise it caused damn near made me swerve off the road. Those damn woods. I took a breath. What does this guy do for work? That's exactly what I was wondering. So, (laughs) how is he going to afford to live here? Like, being way in the middle of nowhere, also. I took a breath to calm myself. Just a dream. You'll love it here, I said. The drive took about 40 minutes or so, but I could probably cut the time down after I remove all those rocks and fill in the potholes. The transition from dirt and gravel into pavement marked my arrival into the small pocket of civilization that was the town. Toward the center was a small shopping center that pretty much held all of the businesses here. Found myself a parking spot and went inside. I walked through the sliding doors of the grocery store, past the only employee station at the checkout area. Looked like an older woman, her hair tied up in a messy gray bun. She had thick glasses that really gave her an elderly librarian sort of look. I hope to God she wasn't chatty. Dude, that's literally me at every single every single <laughs> place I went. Please let me leave. <laughs> After about 20 minutes of walking around an old, on old and yellowed floor tile, I'd amass a fairly decent haul of items. I figured it was time to check out, so I turned and started down somewhat claustrophobic aisle when a snapping sound from behind me brought me to a dead stop. Here? There's no way. No way. Just no way. I hear myself choking out. I whipped my head around so fast I could have broken my neck but to my intense relief, i just see another employee. He was using a box cutter to break plastic straps that held the box closed. I stared for a moment before a laugh slipped its way out involuntarily, causing the guy to look my way in confusion. Who's this guy? Yeah. Looks like he just smoked crack before coming here. Yeah, Mr. Old the Joker. <laughs> the elderly woman behind the checkout counter offered me a smile, and I did the best to return the gesture but it just felt awkward and forced, as usual. Haven't seen your face before, new in town? She asked me. Yes, she has. She's Southern, in in my mind. Inwardly, I groaned. Yep, there's the question. I attempted to answer as cheerfully as I can muster. Yeah, uh, just moved in yesterday, actually. She nodded as she continues to scan my items. I wish she'd scan them faster. She spoke up again. I can always tell... I got an eye for faces. Whereabouts are you located anyway? I blink a few times. Moved into a place up the dirt road. The new cabin. I said before my brain knows what it's doing. Why did I say all that? Could have just made something up. Well, she's just some old lady anyway, I figured. I broke out of my train of thought when I realized she'd fixed me with a strange expression. Her prior demeanor having melted away. She would then wordlessly hand me my last bag. And I took it from her, confused. Had I offended her somehow? In the end, I let an awkward half laugh before opting to leave with a quick goodbye. You don't want to go down that road. You don't. <laughs> that road's where the haunted cabin is. It's all. It's always the old ladies that are like, "Well, 
this will be the last time I see you. The first and last time I give you groceries. Yeah, it's either like an old lady or some like farm guy just sitting out in front of an abandoned gas station. Oh, chewing on the fattest piece of wheat that he's ever... You don't want to go down that road. You want to get out of there. Upon getting home, I began to hurriedly throw curtains up over all the windows. I tried to tell myself it was just for the sake of privacy, but that was a thinly yielded excuse at best. Only after blocking my view of the forest completely did I prepare dinner. I put on some music and even sang along to it, trying to block out any other potential outside sounds. My man, you're alone in the woods. You can scream sing Adele. It's okay. Yeah, he's got like some Dua Lipa going on. Yeah. (laughs) More time passed and it was eventually 8 p.m. The sun was well into setting. I could see only a faint bit of light slipping in from between the curtains in my living room. I sat down into my armchair that I had unpacked a few hours ago, sighing and watching some of that mind-numbing TV. At some point, I guess I had slipped into an unwanted nap, because the next thing I knew, I'm jolted awake once again by... by... well, by the TV I would left on. (laughs) Such an idiot! Looking at my watch, I saw it was 12am. Great, I'd ruined my sleep schedule with a four-hour nap. With a groan, I rose from my chair and fumbled my way down the dark hallway to my room. I figured that after last night, I should try two pills instead. Yeah, <laughs> I should, buddy! I should try two cracks. <laughs> this way, I'll be out like a light for sure. This guy's going to be seeing God. Oh, he will be seeing at least the Virgin Mary. <laughs> I'd taken both, slipping into bed and rolling onto my side to see my now curtained window through the gloomy darkness of my room. 20 minutes pass, and I'm really starting to feel those pills taking effect. That familiar, fuzzy feeling in my brain was setting in, and I was... My drooping eyes open wide, bloodshot. My gaze is locked on the window. It was out there in my yard. I just knew it was. Inwardly, I fought with myself to rise from my bed and walk over to the curtains. I had to know. If I knew, I'd stop being so afraid. It's just a damn wild animal, just an animal, just an animal, just an animal. It was dark out there, dark enough that the meager moonlight only allowed vague silhouettes to reveal themselves. Had to look around for a moment before I finally spotted it. Toward the center of the clearing stood a familiar shape. A deer? No, a bit too big. I decided that it's an elk, but it was just so hard to see that all I got was a dark elk-shaped blob. I could make out its tall, lanky legs and its huge set of branching antlers that sprouted atop its head. I sighed in relief, grinning to myself for being such a baby about all this. I'd begun to look away when another snap from outside caused me to turn back around in confusion. What was it stepping on to make those noises? I cleared my yard pretty well this morning. I continued to watch it curiously, but I could feel those pills taking effect more and more with each passing second. After about a minute of watching the thing, it finally dawned on me. Didn't I have motion lights? Why weren't they on? Actually, had this thing moved at all since I started watching it? I attempted to swallow, but my throat was dry. I kept watching it. Another minute passes. Then two more. Please, just fucking move, please, I said hopelessly, but it just stands there in the dark like a statue. God damn it, why isn't it moving? It was wrong. Everything about this was just so wrong, I decided. 
The noise catches my attention, a soft creaking noise coming from the elk, the thing. The creaking noise grew in intensity until... It's antlers, it's goddamn antlers. They twitched and cracked and shifted like those insect-like tree limbs I dreamt of, like something breaking an arm out of place in multiple angles, like... The antlers shift again and crack again a few more times. I shut the curtains quickly to block it from view, but the memory of it is burnt into my mind. It was dark in my room. It didn't see me. It couldn't have seen me. Please, God, don't let it have seen me. I just end up sitting there on the floor under the window, panting and sweating, waiting for something to happen. But even with this fresh fear coursing through me, I could feel those pills fighting to put me under. Staring up at the clock on my bedside table, I started counting the passage of time. 12.30 a.m. 12.45 a.m. 12.50 a.m. I'm finally out around this time, I think. But I have the same horrible dream and I wake up screaming in the morning. I don't think bro knows that watching the clock makes time go slower. I know. <laughs> Amateur hour. Fool. First ghost elk. Unbelievable. Is this you- the moose? <laughs> this is our history of moose. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say this is like his, uh, his what are they called? The Patronus? Or whatever oh, from here. Uh, yeah. This the, his, yeah. His glowing deer. <laughs> Regardless of how much I tell myself it didn't happen, I only went outside once to get. Regardless of how much I tell myself it didn't happen, I only went outside once to get the mail down at the end of my driveway. Otherwise, I was shut up in my cabin with the music blaring. I really liked this music. I dug out some books that I hadn't touched since buying. I put on a movie only to realize halfway through that I'd watch it the day I moved in. Something kept distracting me. The thought of that thing I saw through my window. But I just as quickly reminded myself that it wasn't possible. This was reality, not some nightmare. The worst thing in these woods were bears, and even then, they won't go out of their way to kill you. My attempts at reassuring myself were useless, and I could feel my anxiety growing as the hours slipped by. At around 6pm, I decided to shower, and I stayed in there for about an hour. Yeah, a hit to the water bill, but I really needed it. Slipping into bed after changing, I sat there in silence. I figured that I'd forego the sleeping pills to prove to myself that all of this was just the side effects of some faulty drugs. I'd end up getting a lot of money for financial compensation. Yeah, they were supposed to keep me from having shitty dreams, but the last two were worse than anything I'd ever dreamt before. And I wasn't about to go through that a third time. I stared at the clock, watching the time tick forward and internally on high alert for any totally not real noises but I didn't hear anything only the usual four sounds of crickets I slid further under the covers and let sleep take me for better or worse why hadn't I just taken the damn pills I woke up startled awake by rapid thudding footsteps coming down my hall it was here here in my fucking house how how I just kept asking myself how as I scrambled toward the edge of my bed toward the wall that had my 22 mound on it but it was too late. My door flew open, but what stepped in wasn't the thing outside my window. It was a man in dark clothes. Yes, someone had broken in. It was Justin Timberlake. (laughs) (laughs) I heard you listening to my music before. (laughs) If you sing three Justin Timberlake songs in a row, he appears. It's gotta be me. I froze in my tracks as I noticed he had a gun pointed at me. Whoa. Don't you fucking move! He yelled at me and I flinched from the volume. 
I complied, remaining stationary. Look, I don't have much to steal. I tried to say, but I'm cut off by another scream from the intruder. Shut the fuck up or I'll blow your brains out. Come here. He gestured toward me with the weapon. And I reluctantly did as he commanded, walking towards the open door. Why was my luck so shit? I get over these nightmares just to be confronted with a very real situation like this. He'd force me out ahead of him into the adjacent living room down the hall. Stand right fucking there, he said, and I did so. I stood there silently for almost 15 seconds. What was this? Was he thinking about what to do with me? A sharp blow to the back of my head with his gun answered that question. I fell to the floor, hitting my head again on its cool surface. The whole world just started spinning. Had my eyes on this place for a few days, he told me, walking around my crumbled form. I could feel a warm trail running down the back of my head from where he'd hit me. You should really start locking your doors. Damn it, I had been so scatterbrained yesterday I forgot even that much. This guy had really taunted me about it too. Couldn't he just steal all my shit and get this over with? He had been about to hit me again, I think, when it happened. That noise, it came suddenly and loudly. Even in my dazed state, I could feel the fear bubbling up. My attacker apparently heard it too, which meant it was real. It had always been real. What was that? He asked aloud, looking down to me. You got someone living here with you, huh? I shook my head as best as I could manage, but another snap from outside drew his attention again. Yeah, you do, fucking liar, he spat out at me. He angrily marched his way down the hall, wood creaking under his shoes as he barged out through the back door and into the darkness, bellowing loudly, Hey! Don't move or I'll shoot you! The motion sensor lights snap on like they were designed to do. They hadn't been wrongly installed or faulty, of course. The only wrong thing in the situation was that thing outside. From my angle on the floor, I couldn't see the man anymore. Just the illumination cast into the room by those bright lights outside. I heard the dumbfounded confusion in the man's voice. His absolute lack of understanding at what he no doubt saw standing in the middle of my yard. What the fuck, he'd said. Then, the screaming began. First in terror, sheer, unadulterated terror. I heard him running back to the house, screaming like that the whole way. The snapping and cracking was maddening, like whatever out there was excited to see that pitiful man. A shark smelling blood is what came to my mind at the time. His screams shifted almost instantly to those of agony and he began to beg for his life. The sound of his voice was being rapidly moved from place to place outside as if he were being thrown about by some giant great force. I struggled with all my might to get to my feet and finally did so. Moving down toward the open back door, I had to fight against all my instincts that were telling me to flee right then and there. As I reached the door, I shut my eyes. I didn't want to see it. I thought I did before, but now I knew without a doubt in my mind that I absolutely must not see it. A few warm droplets splashed across my face right before I slammed the door shut, locking it. Cracking, like someone bending a bundle of twigs, till they all broke at the middle. I turned and frantically sprinted to my front door. The door that the would-be robber had probably come through, finding it unlocked, told me this hunch was true. And I promptly locked that door as well. Turning again to my back door, I now only realized that the screaming from outside still hadn't stopped. It had only grown more intense. I could hear vague words and phrases. His pleading had devolved into what sounded borderline deranged. 
He apologized over and over to his dad, his mom, others I could only assume he knew. At one point, his screaming turned into hideous laughter, only to return to screaming minutes later. Even when blood filled his lungs, even when his vocal cords were shredded, he kept screaming. Why wasn't he dead? How wasn't he dead? I felt absolute sorrow for this man, and he'd beat me over the head and tried to rob me only minutes earlier. Snapping, like someone breaking every bone in their body. How can I most accurately describe the sounds he made? Maybe like a guy who would fall into a wood chipper feet first. But if his death was played out in slow motion, the man outside my house screamed like this for an hour and a half. Oh, that's terrifying. I know this for a fact, because all I could do the whole time was stare across the room at the clock on the wall. What else could I have done besides sit and listen? The snapping noises of the thing outside, and what I assumed were the man's bones being broken, just blended together. Finally, mercifully, the screaming tapered off into a pitiful, gurgling whine, and then silence. I sat there. I just kept sitting there, not moving, not even to get up and clean my head wound. I sat until the sun had long since risen, and when I finally got up, it felt like my body was made of jelly. I walked to the bathroom, looking into the mirror. What had felt like warm rain on my face, where I had been at the door earlier, was made out of speckles of blood that had long since dried. After frantically cleaning it all off in the sink, I left the room, then looked to the back door. Walking to it made me feel like I was on the moon. Everything was in slow motion. This couldn't have been real, I pointlessly thought. I finally pushed it open after what felt like a million years had came and went. It had been real. It had all been real, of course. What I saw, I'll never forget. All the drugs in the world won't dull that scene. Strewn about my yard was the man. Yes, I'm sure that was him. All over the place. The grass was stained red, and looking to the side of my house revealed it was painted a similar color. There was meat everywhere, organs, fractured bones stabbed vertically into the earth. But the bones were so white, so clean, I doubled over and puked up the remnants of last night's dinner. Raising my head again, I noticed something else in the middle of all this carnage. The tree stump had grown into a tree again. It was alive again. Significantly shorter than the one in my dreams, but still definitely a tree. In the twisted branches of that tree hung the man's intestines, draped from branch to branch like fleshly power lines. Across the front of the broad, dark trunk facing my house lay his skin. It had been so intricately removed from his body that I could practically see the expression of frozen agony on its stretched face. The day went by in a blur, and it's almost night again. I don't know what to do. I can't call the fucking police about this. What do I tell them? That someone broke into my house and then... Then what? They carefully disassembled themselves and posed their body parts in my backyard? This is the kind of thing people get executed for, I imagine. They'll understand a ghost here, did it? It's just a ghost tree. Or ghost elk. You know? It's I mean, just... Yeah. Whomst among us it's have the it ends. running. Oh, no, it's the ends. It's the end. It was right there Easily. in front of us, yeah. My track record isn't the best to begin with. My track record isn't the best to begin <laughs> <laughs> My track record isn't the best to begin with. 
I decided it was best to just clean it up, to hide it all and pretend it never happened. It's hard getting several meters worth of guts out of a tree, especially when you stop to puke every five minutes. And I'll need to buy a power washer for my walls. But I realized something else while I was out there cleaning that asshole up off my lawn. And this horrible thought only solidified into truth when I heard the increasingly close snapping of branches out in the woods a few minutes ago. That tree doesn't look like it's finished growing yet. Ooh. The end. See, I think he's a friendly, friendly entity and he's protecting this guy now. It's the guardian of that cabin because it the, was built from that cabin. But then the end makes me think that he's going to kill the guy that lives there because he wants to keep growing the tree. Right. So I think the guy has to get out of there. Like, you know what? Or he just needs to start bringing the elderly lady from the, from yeah. the town as a sacrifice. It was the elderly lady. She's the commander of the end. That's why she looked at him weird. It's very funny, the comments. You asshole, I live in a forested area. <laughs> <laughs> It's interesting, though, because, like, there's parts of the story that I've heard in, like, a lot of supposedly true stories where people see stuff in the woods. Mm. It's like, whenever they see something weird, like, if they have an encounter with, like, a skinwalker or something like that, they always say that all of the sound goes away, like, except for what they're seeing. Yeah. Like, it's dead silent otherwise. And then at some point, they'll realize the sound is back and then everything's back to normal. Right, I think that's because all the other animals and insects know the GTFO. Yeah, it's just it's very weird phenomenon that, but it's in like every story like that. Like, there's so many that I don't think I've heard one that doesn't have that happen in it. It's I'm weird. sure you've seen like the videos, alleged videos of like skinwalkers. Yeah, the, the, they'll always give me terrifying like, the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, but this also reminded me of a really short story I read when I, I was on Reddit scrolling and someone said like, what's the scariest thing that's ever happened to you? And mm-hmm. this was the scariest one that I read was this guy was talking about how he was camping in this very remote area. Mm. And he woke up one morning and there was a fresh cup of coffee sitting on the table outside of his tent and he hadn't made coffee. <laughs> I was like, that's I, terrifying. I kid you not. I think I would just start weeping. Like, <laughs> like that is so scary. The terri- the scariest situation I think that I could ever be in. There's no scarier situation. Yeah. But like just a fresh couple of folgers out. Yeah, out it's table. like um wait a minute. Who did that? Are they still around? Like the the questions that would just pop into my head. Oh, you're looking over your back the entire time. Grab the grab the gun. Shoot, shoot, shoot. Shoot the coffee. (laughs) (laughs) The coffee is the entity. Yes. Yeah, but hopefully that guy doesn't get killed by a ghost deer or ghost elk or whatever. Ghost tree. It's a lot of things. That's what I was going to say. He makes up his mind. Right. Uh, Stay in one lane. If it's a ghost tree, make it a ghost tree. There's a movie on Netflix called The Ritual, and that story reminded me of that movie. So if you haven't seen The Ritual, you should go watch it because it's really cool. No, I haven't seen that one. I was thinking I did. It's a good one. You should watch it. The uh, the entity in that movie reminded me of what he was describing. Oh, in yeah. That. Yeah. Good, good movie. Ghost Moose. Ooh. All right. I got one more. And then I think we'll probably be good because we're already at an hour. Holy cow. We've been talking. Yeah. Oh, I. That was a long story. I told you when you said it was 20 minutes reading, I told you it's going to be longer than that. It always is. It always is. That's how it goes. All right. This one is called Rental House by Aaron Drinnen. Drinnen? Drinnen. We're going to say Drinnen. 
Up until I was about 11 years old, my family had lived in Metro Detroit. My mom was a registered nurse, and my dad worked at a Ford plant in Livonia. My dad eventually got laid off, though, and my mom's income wasn't enough to support a family of four. After a few weeks of searching, my dad finally found a new job in a mattress factory in northwest Ohio. The town was in the middle of nowhere, one of those parts of the state with nothing but cornfields and hell-is-real billboards. (laughs) But they had an emergency room with an opening nurse position. At that time, my parents' credit was too bad to buy a house. Luckily, one of my dad's friends had a cousin who knew a guy in the area who was a landlord, and he was able to pull a few strings and get us a small rental house out in the country at a discounted rate. There was a certain amount of culture shock when we first moved to Shadow Valley, Ohio. Shout out Midwest. Hey, hey. Hey, it's always Ohio. I don't know what you call the opposite of claustrophobia, but there's something absolutely terrifying about flat land. To this day, it makes me feel vulnerable. So the Great Plains would have this man just in stitches. Stitches. Like, anything could come over the horizon and there would be nowhere to hide. No skyscrapers, no hills, no trees. Just miles and miles of open, exposed fields. It didn't help that there was a wind farm off in the distance. It wasn't close enough that we could hear any noise or anything like that, but we could see a couple of windmills just poking over the horizon, their arms twirling like the legs of a beetle stuck on its back. In the midst of a sea of flat, static ground, you could see that movement from miles away, and it scared me. I still can't really explain it better than that. Sometimes I have nightmares about it. I dream I'm standing in an empty field, no buildings or roads for miles around, and something, a massive, dark thing with glowing eyes and arms too long, is approaching, slowly but surely. I run, but there are no markers to tell me how far. Every time I look back, it's closer. I always wake up before it catches me, though. We actually never met the landlord. He lived out in Cary, where he owned a couple of apartment buildings, and he had a busy schedule. My parents spoke with him over the phone a few times, and he seemed nice enough. He always managed to schedule repairs when no one was home. He was good about getting things done quickly, too. If something was broken, my mom would call before she left for work, and when we got back from school, it would be fixed, with a coffee-stained note detailing the work that was done left on the table. Our house had an extra door. It was locked, and we didn't have a key for it. The landlord told us that behind it, there was a stairwell that led down to an old storm cellar underground. We weren't allowed to go in because, according to the landlord, the storm cellar had a tendency to flood when it rained and it had to be repaired before it could be used. My little sister and I used to entertain ourselves for hours making up stories about what might really be behind that door. They usually involved lost underground cities of which we would become the lost princesses and one day we would be whisked away behind the door and take our rightful place as their rulers. If only that had been the case. I wish we'd never found out. That would be a good ending. I was about to say, that sounds like a... That's literally Narnia. Right. That's literally Narnia. (laughs) Mr. Tumnus. My parents worked long hours. My father worked 12-hour days at the factory, and my mom worked evening shifts at the hospital. We made ends meet, but they were almost never home on weekdays after school. My mom would always make dinner before she went to work and leave it in the fridge for me to reheat in the microwave for my sister and myself. We would ride the bus home from school and get there at almost 4 o'clock. From there, I cared for my sister until around 8.30 when my dad would get home. That quickly became our routine. It never changed, at least until that day. April 22nd was different. We We came home from school that day as usual, reheated dinner instant macaroni and cheese, 
and sat in front of the TV watching cartoons. It changed, however, when our show was interrupted by a blue screen and a deafening alarm tone followed by a static-drenched male voice. We interrupt this program to activate the emergency alert system. The National Weather Service of Cary has issued a tornado warning for the following counties. Emerald County. Residents are advised to seek shelter indoors. This concludes the emergency alert system message. I'm picturing during that news broadcast, they're also literally showing their house. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Like, I know the landlord said it, but we're showing your house. It shows, like, the Courage is Cowardly dog house, oh where it's just God. the middle of nowhere. That show is... That in itself is just the creepiest It show. was so terrifying as a kid. I ran to the phone to call my mother, but she didn't answer. My 11-year-old brain frantically tried to come up with a solution based on the things that I had learned about emergency preparedness at school. The bathroom had a window, and there was no interior closets big enough in which we could safely hide two children. The only option I could see was to try and break into the storm cellar, flood or no flood. The sky was darkening. My sister had started crying. I ran to the bathroom and grabbed a bobby pin from the drawer under the sink. I dashed back out and stuck the pin in the lock and wiggled the knob, trying to get the door to open. The wind was picking up outside. I wiggled the bobby pin in the keyhole harder until the bobby pin broke off in the lock. I slumped back against the wall on the other side of the hallway and started to cry, alongside my sister. We heard a low rumbling sound outside. It was then that the door, with no provocation, creaked open. Without question, we ran inside, slamming it behind us. We found ourselves in the darkness. In my panic, I had forgotten to grab a flashlight. I held my sister's hand, and we felt our way down the creaking wooden stairs. When we finally hit the dirt at the bottom, we breathed a sigh of relief. We sat on the bottom step, hugging each other as the wind howled above us. At the time, I could have sworn I heard the structure of the house being ripped apart overhead, but I can't be sure anymore. Our attention had turned from the tornado to a gradually brightening glow emanating from what looked like a puddle in the center of the floor. We could just barely see our way across the floor to the edge of the puddle. I exchanged a look with my sister in the dim light before we got up and tiptoed carefully to the edge. The puddle was more like a deep hole in the ground, filled to the brim with dark, murky water. A glow floated up from the bottom of the pool in the shape of two eyes, moving closer and closer to the surface. We turned and ran back up the stairs, but the door had locked behind us. Upstairs we were locked out, but now we were locked inside with the eyes in the water. We heard a splashing noise and turned around slowly to see a... A being, somewhat humanoid, dripping with viscous black fluid, eyes glowing and arms disproportionately long, rising out of the hole in the floor. Our backs plastered to the door and our eyes widened in shock. I shielded my little sister and she clung to me for dear life. The light from its eyes glowed brighter, pulsating a bit before we began to hear a noise like television snow and it spoke. This cellar isn't really safe for young children. We stood shaking, listening to the thing, for there was nowhere to run. How did you two get in here? I keep the door locked for a reason. Terrified, I kept silent, but my sister replied, There's a tornado. We were scared. Oh. A moment passed in silence. I don't hear anything. It might be gone now. Let's have a look, shall we? I screamed as the thing extended an arm past us, carefully twisted the doorknob with an index finger and thumb and pushed the door open to reveal an open field full of debris. My sister and I stepped outside to see that the door was the only part of the house left standing after the tornado had dissipated. 
There was nothing on either side of it, just a door on its frame standing in an open field, except from one side you could see into the cellar. Oh dear, this is going to take some effort to fix. I jumped, startled, as a bunch of black tendrils emerged through the door and expanded, surrounding us in walls of black. A glow pulsated through them before they shrunk, revealing the walls, floor, and ceiling of the house that had been there before the tornado. The tendrils moved, formed vague blob shapes, and shrunk again, retreating into the cellar and revealing our furniture, same as it had always been, except with a coffee-stained note on the table which read, 422, entire house rebuilt after being destroyed by tornado. Please keep your kids out of the basement. Thanks. We moved out not long after. Oh my god. <laughs> so the thing it's a nice landlord land. ghost. A, <laughs> everything being as it is, that's probably the best landlord ghost you could ever I have. love that story. <laughs> it's like, oh, your house is destroyed? I got that this. That is probably like the perfect story. Like That was one of the most well set up switches that I've ever heard. It's just mean, a nice yeah. landlord ghost. Especially when you said, and then it's jet black arm stretched across, I did not expect to hear, to yeah, the door. Just two glowing eyes coming out of a black puddle in the ground in the basement. Yeah, you never think that's going to be good, but then he fixed the house. I, 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 does the ghost, like, collect rent? Like, he just... I, I guess so. He's like, man... Just leave it on the counter. He's like, man, I'm building some great equity. But also, at the beginning of the story, it said, my uncle had a friend who knew a guy that was a landlord. So how the hell did they know this guy? Who's the uncle's friend? Who's the uncle? Yeah. Ooh, never know. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's an interesting, uh, interesting way to find a house. But I love that story. So that's Rental House. To be quite frank, it has a happy ending. It does. I mean, no one was injured. Well, besides everyone that lost their homes to the tornado. I wonder if that brought up any questions. Like, why was yours the only one not destroyed? <laughs> why is it perfect? <laughs> Well, I, my question is, like, did he pick up the debris that was there, or did he just leave all that and then just build a brand new house with everything the same from the netherworld? Do they have netherworld? I think, I think, yeah, what's the, what's the price of lumber? Yeah. yeah, what's the price of lumber in the netherworld? I, I would say it has to be the latter option. So there's just a scattered debris everywhere, and they're I like, think so. our house is fine, but look at our houses everywhere. Right, like, wow. We went in the basement. There's literally one rule. I also like that the kid did what every kid who has played Skyrim once would do and just be like, I can get a bobby pin. I can get this open. No I problem. This. Yeah. <laughs> and just break. Lock, the lock picking skill was just like a hundred. No, no chance you got that. Yeah. So uh, that's a, I had another one, but I think we're, uh, we're good on time. I think we're at uh, hour 15. So I yeah. think that's about all we got for you guys today. Got a little wordy on mine. Hopefully so. I can, uh, edit it and throw some spooky stuff in there and make it actually scary thank god the amount of times i had to say crack and snap the uh especially the one snap <laughs> the entire time that i was uh listening to him talking about he was blaring music i was like what if this is like the star wars cantina music just that would be fantastic do you know that that band is technically the genre of music they play is called jizz why because now you know why? Why is it called that? Ask George Lucas. Yeah. All right. That's creepy pasta. That's, <laughs> that's the gems of horror, and that's George Lucas talk. Okay. Yep. So to be you're quiet, welcome. That's, that's kind of crazy. Honestly, all the stories and now the George Lucas. <laughs> Fun facts for you guys. Yeah. But if you want to continue the conversation, spooky or non-spooky, 
You can reach out to us on any of our social medias. You can find us on X at gems underscore history. You can find Jacob at Jacob from Wisco, myself at whatevskis. You can also find us on Instagram, Patreon, Facebook, and all uh, TikTok and YouTube. Just search Gems of History Podcast and you'll be able to find us. I'm going to be honest. Twitter X is kind of being like really buggy lately, so I'm probably just not going to use it that much anymore. So follow us on Instagram, if anything, like the other stuff we don't really use all that much. Yeah, the gram is where it's at. Yeah. uh, So if you want to keep up with us, probably use Instagram because Twitter just refuses to let me post things half the time. So I gave up on that. Thanks, Elon. Thanks, guys. So, uh, yeah, uh, thank you guys for listening. Next week, we'll be back with like actual content that's... (laughs) like worth something content so yeah look forward to that it's gonna be our listener episode for the month of october because there's five mondays in this month which is wow wow just talk about being spoiled huh it's a lot of mondays yeah and then uh then we'll be in november already year's almost over kind of crazy oh wow all right guys everyone take care of yourselves out there have a great week make sure you're getting spooky Make sure your costumes are looking fresh. Let us know what horror movies you guys are watching. Send us pictures of your costumes if you want to, because we love seeing it and love hearing from you guys. So thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Stay polished.